Hey, it's Chef Carla, and welcome to Show Up Fully. This is a podcast where I talk to other creatives and entrepreneurs about how they show up in their real lives. If you don't know me, I'm a food stylist, photographer, and entrepreneur. I'm also the founder of Poppy. You can find out more about me in today's show notes and find me at Chef Carla underscore C on Instagram. Today's guest, I've been waiting to talk to her for seven months. This is like forever in in the age of the internet. Lisa Seri is a holistic financial coach. And Lisa, I'm just going to let you introduce yourself and how you serve the world. And I'm just so grateful that we finally are able to connect on this podcast. Yes, it feels like forever, hasn't it? I'm so excited to be here. So thank you for having me, Carla. So I am a holistic financial coach for women. Um, and really what that means is I just help women feel really good about money. And I help them to really understand how who they are drives their behaviors with money. So really helping women not only with the strategy side of finances, but the energetics and embodiment behind it as well. And really... I got into this because I work in the investment management industry for 15 years and I was helping really large corporations make more money. And it just felt unaligned for me to, to keep going down that route. And I was like, a lot of women have money stress and I need to help women, real women eliminate money stress, gain financial clarity and become confident managing their money and investing in the stock market. So Really, my background as a health coach and nutritional therapy practitioner allows me to have this holistic view of money, the emotions evolved, and really the overall impact it has on our well-being. So yeah, that's really, in a nutshell, what I do. I love it, Lisa. We're going to get right into what this podcast is about because we are told to show up in terms of business, in terms of spirituality in terms of wellness, like all of the places we're told to show up, but no one actually defines what showing up means. So I would love to know your definition, how you show up in your life, your personal life with your clients, in your course, like all the places you can just, you know, riff on this. And I'm excited to hear your answer because I know that you have some gems for us of how you show up. And I love, I have to point this out too. I love the way that you show up in terms of your feed, your Instagram feed, because it's just like, it's always giving me a question. And the one that I'm thinking about the most is the target one. And I think that you might know what I'm talking about. Shopping at Target? Yes. (laughs) Yeah. So in terms of showing up, um, I really show up in my life and in my business. And I try for it to be the most aligned way possible. So my formerly when I was working in finance, I spent so much time in my masculine energy. That was the constant hustle, the constant grind, going, going, going. And I've decided that I don't want my business to be the same way. When I'm filling up my cup first, taking time for myself, kind of starting my day with like what I intuitively I feel led to do, my day always starts and and winds up better. So I'm able to show up the best that I can for my clients and my community 
when I'm supporting myself. So that's been a really big thing for me as a recovering perfectionist and hustler who, um, you know, as a manifesting generator in human design, I have this endless energy. Like it doesn't really take a lot for me to have energy. So I'm, I can be really disconnected from if I'm burning myself out because I, I have the energy just to keep going. So what that looks like for me is when I wake up every day, I think it's important for me. I always list my gratitudes and I really feel into that. And I always have a morning ritual of some sort. I'm not dead set on it's got to be this or that. It's It's got to be, you know, it's very structured every day. It's really whatever I feel led to do. And that's usually moving energy in my body in some way. In the morning, I'm a big fan of having dance parties. So whether that's for five minutes in the shower, um, you know, dancing in my kitchen while I am, you know, having my morning tea or water, uh, whether it's going for a walk, any of that stuff, and really just leaning into what would feel good for me for that day. And so when other ways that I I show up um, throughout the day uh, is really just you know, I try and do it in a, the most aligned and authentic way possible because I really want women to lead themselves. And that's how I also teach in my programs. It's not about me telling women what to do with their finances. It's helping them realize like what their behaviors are, what their options are, and how to powerfully decide what's the best thing for them. And so it really all starts with alignment. And when I can be an aligned leader, then I'm better able to help women really step into their power and lead themselves. I love this. I love this. And I want to ask you, if people are starting off with this intuitive listening to themselves in, you know, whatever aspect it could be. And I'm going to pick the morning routine because often, and you're a health coach, I'm a health coach as well. We're told to, you know, do morning pages and drink our lemon water and like meditate and do like all these things. And it works for some people, like some people, a structured routine works, but I'm wondering how you lean into that intuition. How do you lean into this? Is this coming from, I don't know, your body? Is this coming from a a voice? Is this coming from, where is it coming from? So that people that are just starting out, like listening to their intuition can really feel into. Yeah, that's a really good question. And um, I've been doing like a lot of personal inner work around that to, to get out of my masculine doing energy and be in more of that that feminine being energy. And so getting out of my head, because I'm a very analytical person, I could be in my head all day, every day. And in in the past, I was. So how I can get out of my head and into my body and tune in to my body. And that's where I really begin to find the intuition. So yeah, it's been a, a healing journey and a learning journey that I've been on in order to really tap into that. I love that. I love that. And when you say the go, go, go masculine energy, and also in terms of human design, how do you feel human design goes into your work? Does that go into your programs? Does that go into 
just your personal practice and not just, but into your personal practice. And where does this apply in your life? Because we've had a number of people that have come on and chatted human design, and I would love to know your perspective. I'm personally a projector, and I have endless amounts of energy because of matcha, not because of my my <laughs> energy centers. <laughs> yes, so um, that's really funny. Um, I think that really understanding ourselves at our core really can drive us personally. And then what we're doing in every area of our lives, if we can tap into that. So I really love the concept of human design because the more that we get to know ourselves and especially with our finances, it is the easier it is to tune into like why we're doing things the way we are, right? How, um, what's the word? How really we're, um, we're almost, I, I hate to use design with human design, but we're designed to, to act a certain way, right? And how we can use that knowledge in order to create awareness around that um, and really direct us how, how we want to go. And it's funny that you ask how I'm bringing this into my business because I'm really starting to, to develop a lot more of my programs and bring human design into my programs because I think really it's the foundation for everything to understand and know ourselves and what we're inclined to and how we can navigate whatever it is in our lives in order to have, um, you know, not just a structured outcome because you want to release the outcome of it all, but how to have an ideal outcome without really being too attached to the outcome, if that makes sense. Yeah, it makes total sense. And I think with human design, when we know what our design is and we know, you know, what are our strengths, what are our challenges, what are the things that we need to work on, what is the story that we came into this world with, it helps us. And I feel like in the last conversation that I had is with Alona Pamplona on this podcast about astrology and human design and how it applies to content creation. And it's interesting of how it can apply to money. It can apply to every single aspect of our lives. And sometimes when we think things are weaknesses, they can actually be part of our design and part of the things that we need to work on as part of being here on this planet. Yes, yes, absolutely. You hit the nail on the head with that. Thank you. I love that. Can we talk about what you do when you don't want to show up? Because I think that this is this is a question that's not asked by people. And I think that it's important to highlight what we do when we don't want to, because in this world where, and you said at the beginning of this podcast, we're going, 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 we're doing, 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 we're in this energy of everything needs to get done. And we show up with the same energy every single day. What do you do when you don't want to show up? Yeah. Um, so when I don't want to show up now more than ever before, I allow myself that space to, to do what feels good, knowing that I'm supported in that process. So um, as my healer taught me, this is a very powerful just imagery, 
when you're having a hard day, if you can just imagine a hand on the back of your heart and feeling supported, whatever you're going through, and just, you know, believing in a higher power and knowing that you're, you're going to be okay. It's okay to have feelings and, and move through different emotions. And, um, you know, I think it's funny, the more that I become aware of this, like on days when I'm just struggling to have motivation, used to, I used to feel guilty about not getting, you know, 20 things done in a day, because that that was my old story that I just had to do and push through it and force. And at the end result of that was feeling out of alignment. But now more than ever, I'm just, I I know that if I'm truly guided, like I'll notice that, you know, a client will be like, today's not really a great day to to meet. I know we have this meeting, but can we cancel? Or if I have a podcast and someone is like, you know, can we cancel? It's like things fall into place. And I used to think before that that was a like just a coincidence, but it's not a coincidence. It's it's really the the universe, the higher power, whatever you believe in, just really allowing you some space to really tune into yourself and your body and just relax a little bit. And and as women, we usually feel so much guilt about slowing down. I know that that I have felt tremendous guilt around that just because of my conditioning of always and learning that I have to work hard to achieve. So slowing down and stopping can can feel uncomfortable and really just sitting in the discomfort of that on days when I want to slow down and trying to release that guilt and and just just being okay if it's you know a day that I don't really want to show up and I just want to hang out in my sweats and and you know watch Netflix or not do a whole lot. It's okay to have those days. I love that. I love that. I love it. It's it's permission and it's also permission from from the universe or the higher power because sometimes and we've done this dance where the podcast was, you know, on and then we had things come up. Both of us had things come up and the thing is is that I feel like I would have had guilt or I would have had shame or I would have had like any of these feelings but I feel like now, you know, years after doing spiritual work, that I'm like, all right, it's going to happen in divine timing. Like, I know and I trust that this is going to be the right time. And I wonder, I'm going to ask this in terms of money, is this something that goes into your programs? Is this something that you're teaching other women, this divine timing of even even finances? Is this is this a thing? This is a thing that is a is a work in progress behind the scenes right now of incorporating it into into my programs because before it was simply about like having the financial structure and the more that I learn and I step into this I'm like this is so important for this to be part of this of this process because it allows so much healing and so many women have trauma to some level when it comes to their finances in realizing that it's okay, it's a journey, you're not going to heal everything right away. And just being able to forgive yourself, to sit in those feelings, to to do something each day that supports you with that and realize that it's, it's a journey. Um, and I, I'm always preaching imperfect finances. Like it's okay to take action 
with investing in the stock market, even though it feels scary, and to make mistakes and to pivot if you need to. It's really just allowing yourself so much permission rather than like personally, I feel like there's a lot of toxic financial shaming in in the the money coaching space. Like you have to do this to be successful. And it's like, let's help people understand who they are in this process and really understand the behavioral finance of things so that they can heal their relationship with money and then make empowered financial decisions that that feel good to them and not just your way of doing things because your way of doing things may not be necessarily be the best for that person. I love that. I love that. And I cannot remember where I read or heard this, but there was, a, I want to remember this, but it was the base of the basics of it was, is that like working in the stock market, working in finance is so much intuition and no one really says this. And it's really interesting because my husband Ed is in finance and I'm like, do you realize how intuitive you are? Because you have to make those decisions that are impacting clients, impacting families, impacting companies, all these things. And you're doing this, you know, based on some information, but also when it really comes down to it, it's based on intuition. Yes. Yes. And that actually comes up a lot, especially with women and investing. If intuition is ever part of the process. And um, it was at, it was 2012, I think, when I was at a company meeting and we had um, Daniel Kahneman. I don't know if you know who he is, but he he is um, an economics uh, Nobel, uh, Nobel Prize winning uh, economist and also uh, psychologist, and he basically told all of the portfolio managers <laughs> and the the um, the research uh, the re- research people who who I had worked with that their jobs were like basically it, it was BS <laughs> that that no one can predict what's going to happen in the stock market. It's really just luck. And ever since that time, I real it was an amazing conversation. Uh, or just listening to him. And I was like, we don't need to stress so much about doing the perfect thing with investing, because it really is more about luck than anything else. And when it comes to, you know, fundamental analysis, and all these way of analyzing stocks, that has more of a place, I think, when you're in unstable markets, because anyone can be a great investor when the stock market's up, right? But it really, at the end of the day, it's just it's 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 luck. And if you're just consistent with investing and you're taking the steps to invest, that you're going to end up ahead. And that's really all that there is. Everything else you can stop worrying about. I love that. And you put this in one of your posts um, that investment. It's a long game. It's not that you're just going to do this one day. It's kind of like going to the gym or doing anything else consistently, even meditating. It's like you see the results by continuing to show up. Is is this the same thing as in money? Yeah. Yes. Just the consistency and knowing that investing is a long game. I think there are so many people are are almost addicted and they want the uh, the uh, the dopamine hit from from fast money or, or getting rich quick and 
when you're trying to always chase something, it's going to, it, you're never going to with anything, like the tighter you try and hang on, it's going to, to, um, to just fall out of your grasp, I, for lack of a, of a better word or term. Um, and so if you can just be at peace with, okay, I'm investing for the long term and really how to navigate the emotions around that rather than the desperate, I need money side of things, which I see a lot when people are chasing stocks and all of that, the better off you're going to be. You really just have to to try and navigate your your emotions of it and know that you're in it for for the long term. And and if you're trying to chase those those quick wins, the the stock market isn't a lottery ticket. It just isn't. I love that. Is there anything else that you want to share with us before we wrap this up? I thought you were going to ask me what I had for breakfast today. Oh my goodness! (laughs) We didn't talk about food, Carla. I jumped into this. I was like, let's talk about money, honey, now. (laughs) Well, I love that conversation, but I'm also a foodie, so. (laughs) So let's talk about it. And you're in Tulum. So what are you eating? Um, So I've become obsessed with the food in Tulum. Um, I may have to move here because the food is so good and clean eating is just amazing here. They, They cook with olive oil and coconut oil and not all of those artificial oils, which which I absolutely love. To, I've become obsessed with this one place. And so I went there. Well, actually, I had food delivered today because I have a lot going on. But um, I had a cappuccino, which was delicious. And then I had a burrito with a coconut tortilla. And it had cactus and eggs in it and some guacamole, which was really, really yummy. Oh, my goodness. This sounds delicious. I had a giant salad just before we got on this call with salsa and beans. And I think I was like literally channeling your, your food energy because <laughs> I'm like, all right, I'm in the mood for like a Mexican inspired salad. And I don't know why I'm in the mood for this, but it's so interesting that we're in the same wavelength. <laughs> that is too funny. Yes. It, I've, I'm, I'm pretty much like, I'm, I'm really into the tacos, burritos, like the bowls right now. I'm not sick of Mexican food at all yet. So I'm wondering when I'm going to hit that point. It's been a week, but yeah, as of right now, I'm, I'm still all about it. Oh, I love it. I love it, Lisa. And how does, I'm going to ask one more money question because I want to, and I know that I asked this on another podcast um, with, she's a CPA and she's a mindset coach. Her name is Vanessa Bowen. And I, I did ask her, how do you define money? And I want to ask you the same question because this is what you do. And I want to know what is money? How do you define it? And also what does it mean in your life? Mm. I define money as simply it's a resource it's and it's an energy. And if you, I think that if you can get to that place where you can view money as nothing more than a resource, not put it on a pedestal, like you're, you need to be worthy of it, but it's just a resource. And it's really the tool that's going to help you realize your dreams. So whether that's making an impact, whether that's generational wealth, whether that's freedom to retire wherever in the world you, you want to live, it's just the resource and it's the tool to get you to your dreams. So having guilt about wanting more money, like, can you, can you really release that because where is that coming from? And that's just understanding your money story. 
Um, so yeah, it just being able to view money as nothing more than a tool and a resource. And that's really how, how I define it. Ooh, I'm going to ask you a follow-up question because this is a hot one. And I, I'm curious of your opinion. What do you think of when people say charge your worth? Charge your worth. I think that's really just you stepping into your power, knowing that you have gifts and that you are making an incredible impact on someone's life. And so you charging your worth means that you're charging for the outcome that they're going to receive, not necessarily the price, so to speak, of what they're going to think is too much based on their own current insecurities about money and investing in themselves, right? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Thank you so much, Lisa. Where can we find you? How can we work with you? How can we support you? All the things. Yes. So I'm mostly on Instagram at Lisa Siri Finance. I also have a face a free Facebook community called the Wealthy Women Collective, which is a free financial wellness group for women. So those are the two places to really find me. And then I have a fun money personality quiz which I really think is the beginning of everything when it comes to your finances, like really understanding what your current inclinations are and understanding who you currently are with money. Um, that's really the, the beginning of, of it all and, and, and taking, just having more insight, I guess, into, into what that is for you. Amazing. Amazing. Thank you so much, Lisa. I'm so grateful for you coming on the podcast. And we did forget to talk about one more thing. NASA. <laughs> and I'm going to just end it on that because you were introduced to me. I feel like I was on your feed and I saw one of NASA's posts and we talked about this before we started the podcast. And, I, and people, this is behind the scenes of the podcast if you've stayed this long. And what we chatted about before the podcast started was that sometimes we invest and we go into programs and we may not necessarily even be, you know, it might be the best course in the world. It might be not, but sometimes we're in community with people so that we can be connected. And I love that you said that Naza is one of your business besties and she's been on this podcast. And like, what are your thoughts about being in community with other people in courses or in communities? Yes. So Naza is absolutely amazing. And I'm glad that we have a common connection in her. Um, yeah. And I think that being in communities with people, I think it's just, it's so incredibly supportive to have communities when you're, when you have, when you're a business owner, because the more that you have networks of people, it's like, oh, hey, I know this person that can help you with this. And it's just, I don't know, it's just fun. It's women supporting women. And it's just really a beautiful thing to have a network of high vibe women. Love it. I love it. Thank you, Lisa. And thank you for this behind the scenes of the podcast. I am so grateful for you. And I'm grateful that we finally connected after seven months. And everyone listening to this podcast, if you're on iTunes, please rate, review, subscribe. And if you are on Instagram, definitely find us. 
Both of our handles will be in the show notes. You can tag us. Take a screenshot of this episode if you've listened to it so we can see it. Tag us so that we can DM you and chat further. And I know that Lisa and I both love to chat, so we will definitely talk to you. And (laughs) (laughs) Yes, absolutely. We will definitely chat. We're both Aries, so we definitely will chat. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Lisa. Bye, everyone. Thank you so much, Carla. You're welcome. Bye.